Hey, this is Ashley. And I'm Shannon. And welcome to the Glorious Things Podcast. Thank you for joining us this week as we remember the glorious things we have forgotten. We're having conversations about what it actually means to be a Christian while we wrestle with questions and beliefs. One thing we do know is that we are loved and included, and so are you. So this week we are going to have a guest with us, and we're going to start doing that more often because we are really interested in hearing others' stories. And we will still do the regular conversations that Ashley and I have about certain subjects, scriptures, doctrines, things like that, like we already have. But we just really want to hear from some others to kind of explore their stories, their experiences with God, deconstruction, family. Uh, so we hope you enjoy. So this is Sean J. Stevens from the Harkening Deer podcast. And it's contemplative spirituality through Christ-centered meditation is how you describe it, correct? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes I say Christ-leaning. Christ-leaning. <laughs> I like okay. that too. I, I like do that too. A lot. I'm really happy to be chatting with you because we've been chatting with you for a while. Messaging, I should say. Yeah. And this is really good. So why don't you, I mean, tell us about yourself, how you came to be on the journey that you're on and whatever you want to talk about. So, yeah, so that's, that's kind of a big question because um, there are so <laughs> many, there's so many diff different journeys I'm on. There are so many different angles um, I could look at, look at it through. Um, so for the, for the podcasting, I'll, I'll just talk about that for, or mm -hmm. for the meditation, I'll talk about that for a second. Um, so I was kind of raised in, in a culture where meditation was scary. Uh, meditation was, was really thought of as dangerous and honestly, sometimes even evil. Um, there was kind of a thought that if you empty your mind, um, you're like inviting the devil or demons in. Now into that's your what mind. we were raised as as well. So. Yeah. And so, um, Okay, well, let's re let's rewind and go to so I I I kind of spent some formative years in a little uh farming town called Abbotsford. And uh Abbotsford was very predominantly white, um very predominantly Christian and specifically evangelical. And um I grew up in like a Baptist church that was like it was like the type of well, when we were in Abbotsford, it was a, it was the type of church that was like, um, uh, like it was there was contention if there was going to be drums on a Sunday morning. Wow! Like, wow. Yeah, That's and amazing. and uh, there and we were we sang mostly, if not com entirely, hymns. Like I was really young. I'm talking like five to ten years old right now. So, and then something happened when I was ten years old, and that's we moved to a more multicultural city called Surrey. And um, I started meeting new people that were, you know, had different beliefs as me, had different skin color as me. And I started, I didn't have the language for this at the time. Cause like I said, I was like, I was only 10 years old. I started to kind of like realize that they're not bad people <laughs> realize right? that yeah. like realize that christian people aren't aren't the only good people in the world and that and and slowly over years and years started to even like deconstruct the thought of like what even is a good person or a bad person right 
And um, yeah, from a very, very early age, I had mystical experiences that I couldn't really explain. And, and again, stuff that I didn't have language for at all. And I started realizing that people of all different races and religions and uh, all sorts of different walks of life were, could, were just as likely to have these mystical experiences as I was as a Christian. And so um, when I started to just meet more and more people coming from different places in life, I started to really just, it dawned on me over, over years that a lot of what we were taught in that style of faith, I guess, for lack of a better term, um, was really like colonialism and, and even racism at times. And, um, yeah, like I said, slowly over years, I really just started deconstructing all of that. And, um, I wanted to get in touch with whatever it was that was causing these mystical experiences for me. And like I said, I didn't have language for that, for, for that at the time. I didn't like say, you know, to myself or anyone else, Hey, I'm having these mystical experiences. I just like one. Yeah, exactly. And I just wanted to like get in touch more with what it was. And so I started exploring uh, more things. And um, one of the things that I explored was, was meditation. And I started realizing that like, I'm not like, it's not causing the devil to get into my head or my heart. It's actually causing God to be into my, to be in my head and in my heart. And that shows how little we think Jesus is a lot of the time being raised like that. Yeah. Like like you have to, you, he's so small or he's so weak that everything else is stronger and can overcome you. If you even sit still, you know, it's just right. Yeah. 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 And yeah. And I started more and more just realizing that I didn't want a faith based in fear, you know? And then I wanted to like, I kind of got to a point where I was sick of the, um, like, be a Christian so you don't go to hell kind of mentality. Yeah, talk about that. Yes. <laughs> so uh, that's one thing. That one thing that was really really cool. I know you all are fa- fans of Brad Jerzak. Is oh yeah, totally. Yeah, one of the things that Br- Brad Jerzak uh, was saying when with my conversation with him is that there are so many different metaphors in the Bible for what we call hell, and one of those metaphors is soap. <laughs> I was listening, right? okay. I was listening to that today. Yeah, that, po- that podcast with you and Brad, and it, I started laughing. I was like, that, and that makes so much sense, though. Yeah, and yeah. it, it's hilarious. Like, yeah, it's like, funny. and we sing songs about it too. Like, we sing songs about refi- refiner's fire, yeah. right? And that's the same metaphor it's that we turn around. What so re, refine so okay so there the idea of hell that we've come up with is based on you know a bunch of different metaphors throughout the Bible and most of them like the vast majority of them is describing some sort of refining process that we all go through right right and like if you talk to somebody who's had addictions in their life right like that's hell 
right? Yes, yes, it is. And then, and then when you get through the process of of defeating that addiction, that is also hell, right? Going through the hard work, going through the withdrawal symptoms sometimes, and all of that, right? And that is a description of what oftentimes what the Bible is talking about when it talks about like a refiner's fire or like a cleansing soap or whatever. Yeah, like it hurts like hell, right? Yeah, and and we and somehow we spin that into if you don't if you're not a member of this club, you're going to burn in eternal torment. And that there's very little to actually back that up in in the Bible. Yeah, that's right. And if we were talking about, I think in our last episode, how it depends on which denomination you believe in, like. Do you yeah. think that only your denomination, you know, it's just so insane to think that that a God would send people he loves and made to burn forever because they just didn't believe in him. But mm-hmm. they're probably so wounded that they can't a lot of the time or maybe they don't want to. He's not like that. But then, like, I remember in our Southern Baptist Church growing up that one time there was a Christian singer that came to an Assembly of God Church in town. Jackie yeah. Bellis- Oh yeah, Jackie. And they wouldn't let my sister was in youth group that time. Yeah. They wouldn't let the youth group go with them because mm-hmm. they believed in speaking in tongues and the prophetic and they wouldn't <laughs> let them mix. Yeah. And they probably thought they were going to hell. It's right. just yeah. insanity like that that you're thinking this can't yeah. be Jesus. It, mm-hmm. it cannot be Jesus. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 If it is, I don't want him. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's so funny actually when you bring that up because um that was one of the things that I started doing when I was when I was a teenager. Is I started going to different types of churches, and yeah, I started going to like Pentecostal churches and like, mm-hmm. you know, and and like yeah, like more charismatic churches. Like I found myself in a vineyard church for quite a while. Oh, and, yeah, and and I I was kind of just like I d- went through a phase where I was kind of like church touring, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> I've like, done it too. Yeah, it was like trying trying the different different flavors. Like I was like I, I was it was like a buffet of uh, of different <laughs> of different aspects of of the faith. And I just uh, I started realizing like you bump into these people, you bump into these people that that you know, some people would believe that if you didn't speak in tongues, you were going like if you didn't right. have a a baptism of the fire, a baptism yes. of the Holy Spirit, then you would be going to ha- and like you know by that rubric like i am literally the only member of my family that was going to heaven and then like right <laughs> and then like and then like and then like on the other side of it like m- m- my not not really my parents but m- my church community they like most of them would have been like petrified of the fact that i was speaking in tongues that i was going 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 off and speaking in tongues is like you might as well I, I don't know might as well be doing something really bad i don't know right <laughs> It's so foreign. It's so foreign. How did your, I mean, you may not want to talk about this, but how did your family when you were younger, your immediate family that you grew up with, how did they respond to you searching out things like that? My family was actually really supportive. Um, um, And I think part of that is um, that my, my parents, like my grandparents on my mom's side were went to a Pentecostal church. And okay. so, and so that kind of like, I, I think, I think my parents were pretty cool with, with, they kind of drew the line at Christianity was the thing. Is right, it yeah, as long, right. as long as, as long as you were, you were, 
you were Christian, you were you were doing it in through mm-hmm. a Christian lens, then then that was okay. I could go to any denomination, but like even certain um even certain wings of it or whatever that were not even considered Christian, right? Like um they would have been really upset probably if I'd gone to like a Seventh day Adventist. Right. Uh, or like or or like Jehovah's Witness or right. or right. or Mormon or whatever or whatever right and and I mean I remember that there was this one teacher I had um, when I was in grade six and his name was Mr O'Malley and uh, I I I was like in love with him he was like he was like uh-huh. my hero I I just I just loved him and one of the things that he did so yeah this is when I'm like eleven or twelve years old and he and he taught. Uh, he taught on on Islam. He taught us about Islam, and I was like, and at that point, I had I had read the Bible, and um, which was one of the other things that I did. <laughs> was, was, I was like, let's let's read this thing that that we say that we say it, that we say is so important, right? And uh, and so um, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, so he taught he taught. Islam and I was like wow like there is so much about this religion that is like the, the same right like yeah. or, or and even uh or even like even a more accurate depiction of like what we're trying what we're trying to say like for uh one example is in Islam uh, they refer to God as the com- the compassionate one mm. and like wow yeah. And because that's what that's what like, yes, God yes yeah that's what God says on yeah. on the, on the, on uh, Mount Sinai when Moses says show me your face tell me your name God says Yahweh yeah. Yahweh Rahum how do you say it again Rahum I believe and it, and it's I I am that I am I am compassion I am the compassionate one and yes. and the word compassion there. Um, the word compassionate there is actually, um, yeah, rahum, I believe it's pronounced. It's, it actually, the root of the word, um, is the same as like a mother's womb. Yes. Yes. Brennan Manning talks yeah. about that. How, how the womb of God is shaken when we are hurting or yeah. whatever it is. he's in his yeah. womb, in his bowels, he feels such compassion for us that it moves him deep inside his womb. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I remember when I lived in Wales for a while, I got to know a lot of um, Muslims people that I'm still friends with a couple of them. And we would have the best dinners and conversation and they're some of the most loving, wonderful people. And that was a big eye opener for me. It wasn't just knowing Muslims. I mean, you have the experience with the Latter-day Saints, Mormon church Mm -hmm. with miles and all that. Mm -hmm. It's such a, it's to me, I'm glad I'm at the point I'm at now and it's taken a long time to get here, but it just makes me happy when I meet people, new people. Cause I just know how much they're loved. Just like we are. There's no yeah. Yeah. separation. There's no worry yeah. in my mind anymore to that fear yeah. of hell or, mm. you know, yeah. it's just such a different way to look at, at the human race <laughs> and it's yeah. like normal yeah. people that you meet every day at the store or whatever that you run into. It's such a good and healthy way to see people when you know that God is love. It changes yeah. everything when you really know he's love. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I have a question. So I have a question. When 
you're going to other churches and you're, I don't know if maybe you're, so you've got words to put with what's happening hmm. in your, in your world and in your life, this metaphysical mystic thing that's going on where like, can you talk about that whole experience and, and what led you to your podcast and what led you to hmm. your contemplative prayer? Like, I'm really oh, yeah. interested to hear I fleshed it out. Yeah, yeah. Question. Okay, so it was like a decades-long <laughs> process, really. Um, and and to to make it to give you like a the really short version of it, basically, um, I was looking for Christian meditation, and I wasn't really finding what I was looking for, to be honest. And I think part of it is semantics because. Um, like just a few years ago, I took um, um, a, a contemplative prayer course with uh, with Brian and Della Headley, who are actually how how I met uh, Brad Jerzak was uh, oh, there. They they actually oh, developed, the, yeah, they actually developed the uh, the course together, and and Brian and Della are actually dear friends of mine, um, oh. and yeah, so I I did their contemplative prayer course. And that to me was like, finally, like, finally something that felt like what I was looking for. And so I started looking for podcasts that were, you know, I started looking for Christian meditation podcasts or contemplative prayer podcasts. And like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't finding what I was looking for. And so I created it. And yeah, yeah and there are a lot of, there are a lot of now, there are a lot more like, "Quote unquote Christian meditation podcast." Um, I would I would wonder though if the, if they're if they would actually consider themselves. One thing that I say um, on my podcast every once in a while is that I think there is a bit of a difference because because when I listen to those podcasts and and I love the I should I need to say that I I do love those podcasts. I just I don't think they're actually meditation. Um, oh, yeah. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and I think I think part of it is just because it, it, it's almost more just like a really short, soft-spoken sermon more often right, than not. Right, yeah. And I, I think it's, yeah. part of it is just we're just, ra we're raised so much in that like, like intellectual culture that like that really like heady thinky culture yeah. that, that it's, it's kind of hard sometimes even even for myself oftentimes it's like hard to to break free of that whereas with my podcast what i'm really trying to do is i'm trying to create space and like true meditation is a hard thing to actually uh sell because most most industries is you're trying to add to to people's life saying you need this you need more you need right. but and meditation is is actually like to, like you, you need less. You, you're, yes. you're like you're taking, you're, you're deleting as opposed to adding. And so I think you do well doing that because when I have listened to yours, like the Holy Spirit one, um, and the ninety nine one back from September, I listened to that one a while back, and I've listened to it more than once, and I find it very easy to be still and to encounter god when you're doing it it's really good it's not filled with busyness it's very easy to just sit and actually come in contact with your feelings and with jesus and it's just really i think you do really well at it it's 
Oh, really, thank really you so nice. Much. Yes. And it's, I really appreciate it because like, I, I think I told you, I've been dealing with depression and just grief and a lot of stuff. And it literally opens up like the space of light. When I did it, I was like, oh. just breathe. So very well done. Very, very precious to be able to sit still and meet with Jesus for a few minutes and just feel peace. So you're awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, for real. Yeah. And now I have a question too on that podcast, the music, you create the music. Yeah. Um, most of it. Yeah. Um, if I, if I don't, I say I, there have been a couple of times where I've played something else. Um, and and when that's the case, I I say so. Um, and most of it is the majority of it is I just take an an old hymn and, and compose it with, um, in in a more ambiotic scent style or whatever. Do you focus on the frequencies that you're using? Um, I do. No, I do a lot. I'm, I'm a big time, I'm a big time nerd and, and some, she loves the frequency stuff. It's so good. Some people might actually call me a heretic, but so this one, this one, uh, this one composition I did, uh, and this was one that I just, that I totally wrote. I didn't, uh, like take an old hymn or anything like that. I just, I just completely wrote it. So I went and I figured out the numerical value of the name Yahweh, the oh the Yod Hey Vav Hey, and 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 figured out the frequency, the frequency. value of that. No way. And so yeah, and okay. and and I created, and I yeah, and I created the uh, a a song that was composed of the. That is so. What yeah. episode is that? What, um. Oh, that. So that was. That was one that I did. I'll put. I'll put it. On, I'll. I'll. I'll send it to you. Okay. I do a little bit more experimental stuff on the, like for the Patreon stuff because I like, like I I know that I'm. I I get it. I get a bit of pushback every every once in a while on the Harkening Deer for going, uh, a little bit too woo woo or whatever. Really. And so yeah. Well, so this is really really funny. But the two biggest pieces of pushback I get on the Harkening Deer is A, that it's too Christian, or B, that it's not Christian not enough. Christian like, enough? <laughs> yes, I know. It's like, you can't win, so just do what you're doing. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Oh yeah. That's really funny. Um, I have a question. You have kids, and so yeah. does Ashley, and so Fine. do I. How, yeah, you I know. Your, your kids are so cute. Um, <laughs> yeah, I lo- they're really cute. So, as we've talked about this between ourselves but how do you take the journey you've been on finding jesus in the way that we've been talking about how we've experienced and met him how are you teaching your kids differently than you were raised oh wow so this is this is great this is actually um i love talking about this actually because (laughs) um so i have so my at the at the time of this recording my kids are 13 10 eight and sorry yeah eight and five and two oh that's a big big range i love it i absolutely love it okay (laughs) so my 10 year old Mm -hmm. just about half a year ago i think um he says to me dad does hell exist and if so why would a place such as hell exist. Aww. 
wow. And I like, I just started tearing up and I was like, man, you ever figure out the answer to that question? You let me know, right? <laughs> and then I, I was, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. Like, and it was just like on my heart that he would even ask a question like that because I just would not have felt safe to ask that question when, yeah. when yes. I was, when I was his age. And it was just one of those moments where like, I don't know, like as a parent, you're always second guessing everything you do. You always like at the end of the, I, I jokingly say oftentimes uh, at the end of the day, we're all just mad scientists experimenting, oh, on, our own sure. experimenting on our own kids. Right. So, Absolutely. so anyway, every once in a while you have a moment where it's like, maybe we're not doing everything wrong. Like maybe we're, maybe we're doing so. And that, that was one of those moments awesome. because, because like, so we go, we go to a, a Mennonite church and oh, yeah. Great. um, one thing that I love, love, love about our church is that someone like me can go there <laughs> yeah. and, and there are also, there are some like ultra conservative people in the church that I go to and there are also some, well, there's me. So <laughs> there, but there, there are also but people, there but, and we're all there together. And there's like every yeah. everything, everything in between. I'm just, I don't know that there's like any. I, I'm not sure. There might be like one or two people that are as as woo as me. I don't know if there's anyone more woo than me. So, so anyway, the point is that there are like so many different people, so many different like points of view, and and we're all just like living together, doing doing life together. Really which, cool is one of the things that I just absolutely love about it. And my wife and I don't agree on everything. Mm. And so that I think that's part of the thing is like we're showing our kids or at least attempting right. to show our kids that uh, for lack of a better way of phrasing it, it's all about the love. Like yeah. it's all about holding space together. It's all there's room yeah. at the table, like all that, all that good stuff, yeah. right? My son, um, I mean, I've talked about it before. I don't want to repeat it, but he is not – into Jesus right now because he's mad mm. because he hasn't experienced hearing him for himself. Mm. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, I'm praying for him to hear God, however God wants to speak to him. But he also has deep questions that come out of him, like you're talking about. And mm. my husband and I are very different in the way we believe in God. Mm. And it's just so interesting to me that like, as a parent, you can always think of them as a little kid, no matter how old they are, they're your yeah. child. But to see that he's a complete person that has no less of God in him than I do, even though mm. I'm 49 and he's 12. Yeah. They're pretty amazing sometimes, the stuff, mm -hmm. the deep thoughts and stuff yeah. that they have. We hope you've enjoyed our chat with Sean today. Join us next week for part two. The Glorious Things podcast is hosted and made by Shannon Ruddy and Ashley Simmons. If you like what you're hearing, Please subscribe or follow and consider leaving a review. Thank you for listening.